Welcome to the print shop and my podcast, Dad's Hometown Memories. In this podcast, I want to bring some local history to the forefront by reading an article prepared by my friend and buddy, William R. Shrum, a local bird fancier, breeder, judge, and someone who has a great knowledge of all types of chickens, ducks, geese, and bantams. William wrote this article back in May 1996 for a magazine called then The Bird's Eye Review. William's article gives an account of how well the poultry show fanciers excelled in this part of southern Ontario. William's title for the article was A Walk Down Memory Lane. A Walk Down Memory Lane. When I was asked to contribute an article for the column, A Walk Down Memory Lane, I was met with mixed feelings. I was thrilled and very honored to be approached by the editors of one of Canada's national poultry publications. To be one of a number of veteran poultry fanciers to provide an article for their new venture. I have shown poultry at many fairs and exhibitions over the past 50 years and have had the pleasure of meeting a great number of prominent breeders and exhibitors and have many pleasant memories of these poultry fanciers and the shows of years gone by. However, getting these memories down on paper might prove a little difficult for me as I am certainly not a writer. I am writing this article strictly from memory, and what I dread the most is missing some people that should be included. So I ask the readers to bear with me, and if I have omitted a fancier of that era, please drop me a line and I will include that person in a future article. I am going to take you back to a period of approximately 1945 to 1950, and will continue on from there to the present time in future articles. This is about the time I started to show birds on a regular basis with my late father in good competition. I showed in early 1940s in junior classes at local fairs, but didn't really meet any prominent fanciers until about 1946. At that time, my dad and I as partners were known as C.J. Shrum and Son. We bred 30 breeds of standards and bantams, six breeds of geese, ten breeds of ducks, and a few breeds of pigeons. We were known as stringmen with that many breeds of fowl, and we exhibited at about 15 fall fairs, the CNE and the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto, and a few times in Ottawa. My dad was a farmer, a coal merchant, a garbage contractor, and a flour miller. He was a very hard worker, and the only time off he would take was the poultry shows and a few fishing trips. The big shows in Toronto were his vacation, and he and one or two local fanciers and myself would spend three to or four days at both the CNE and the Royal. The first prominent fanciers I met were Fred Boulder, Walter Adams, and Gold Merritt, all of our hometown of Smithville. Fred and Walt were old English game breeders, as we were, and between the three breeders, most of the varieties of games were kept. A large number of breeders of game fowl in the area also fought the odd gamecock now and again, including these three gentlemen. But that's another story. 
Gove Merritt was a little older than me, but still a boy in a man's game. Gove was an excellent poultry breeder and won many prizes with silver leghorns, New Hampshire's, and various breeds of bantams and ducks. He exhibited at all the top shows for a good many years and operated a successful custom hatchery for a number of years as well. Smithville was also the home of M.B. Mark Cosby, a very prominent and popular AFA judge. Mark judged a lot of local shows, the big shows in Toronto, and traveled all over Canada and the USA, judging poultry. He was a master breeder before my time and was a very prominent poultry man for many years. We all were members of the Niagara District Fanciers and attended meetings and table shows in St. Catharines. The first out-of-town fanciers I met were the Beamers of Ridgeville. They were the popular and efficient poultry judges of today. Ralph, his brother Alan, his father Bert, and grandfather Herb. This was a very prominent poultry family. They showed birds at most of the same shows and fairs we did, and we became very good friends. Ralph and I were just kids at that time, and we soon became pals, and our fathers were close friends. Bert Beamer was a very busy man, like my dad. He managed the Ford Implement dealership in St. Catharines, and the family operated a large market garden and fruit farm in Ridgeville. The Niagara District Fanciers held meetings at Bert Beamer's tractor showroom in St. Catharines. Bert was president for a number of years and chairman of the huge Welland Fair poultry show, one of the biggest and best in the province at that time. Bert and my dad were huge men, and they both enjoyed their meals. Whenever we traveled together visiting other fanciers or to shows, they always stopped at a restaurant to eat. Men of their size and stature, well over six feet, 250 pounds plus, were not as numerous back then as compared to the present time, and on many occasions the waitress would think they were police. They both had a great sense of humor, and they would hint that they were indeed cops and that they were escorting two juvenile delinquents, Ralph and myself, to a new detention center. Herb Beamer was one of the greatest poultry breeders, exhibitors I ever met. He bred and exhibited a terrific string of standard heavy fowl, barred rocks, white rocks, white and silver lace wine dots, R.I. Reds, New Hampshire's, and Sussex were some of his favorite breeds, as well as a number of breeds of Bantams, Cochins, Rosecombs, etc. The Beamers were very successful with their show string at all the shows they attended and won many championships. They also exhibited fruit and vegetables at many fall fairs with great success and no doubt a lot of hard work. Herb Beamer was a gentleman, pleasant, friendly, and always willing to help young fanciers. After the fair was over, he always gave the other exhibitors apples, peaches, melons, grapes, and vegetables, and what feeds the kids would enjoy.
Walter Gray of Adderclef was another prominent poultry breeder back then. He exhibited a large string of birds at the local shows and in Toronto. He was a dairy farmer, another huge man, but handicapped with a crippled arm. But that didn't slow down his show efforts. He was well known for his Toulouse geese and Pekin ducks. He too was a great friend of my dad's and shared his sense of humor. One year, well, Walt purchased an outstanding Old English game, Black Red Bantam Cockbird from the USA. He showed that bird at Smithville Fair under a local kid's name. The little cockbird won champion bird of the show, and it being one of my dad's favorite breeds, he hunted all over the grounds for the young owner, but of course couldn't find him. When he finally found out it was Walter Gray's bird, he tried to buy it, but Walt said the little cockbird was not for sale. My dad told Walter to name his price, but he refused to sell. When the show was over, Walter came to me and gave me the little black red cock and told me to take it home, mate it with some of our good hens, and see what we could raise. We had a great deal of fun back then with these green grand old exhibitors and breeders. Years after, when I was on both Smithville and Welland Poultry Committees, I invited Walter Gray to judge our shows for a number of years. He did a wonderful job and was pleased and honored to perform the task. The Niagara area was a hotbed for exhibition poultry in the late 1940s with dozens of top breeders and exhibitors showing at local shows, fall fairs, and the two major shows in Toronto. This was about the time that I started to get to know many of them. Along with the Beamers, there were Stuart Greenshields, Bill Furminger, Harry Lee, Albert Edwards, Jack Buchanan, Jim Gullion, Jim Smith, W. Wincott, Peter Crossell, Ivan Rosell, Gord Reed, H. Bittner, Reg Rowcliffe, Ernie Beamer, Herb's brother, and W. Elliott. There are also a good many prominent fanciers from a distance who would visit our meetings in St. Catharines and exhibit or judge at our local shows. Some of the ones I met and became friends with were the, were the great Leslie Riddler and his son Gord of Guelph, Corey Harrington of Georgetown. Corey had just started to edit and print The Feather Fancier, Canada's first poultry and pet stock monthly newspaper. Bill Garber and Wilf Johnson of Simcoe, Len Yeck of Brantford, Chris McKay of Linden, Percy and Alf Ayers of Toronto, and Alf Waldy of Milton. In 1950, the Norfolk County Poultry Association hosted the American Poultry Association's annual convention and show in Simcoe, Ontario. This was, as far as I know, the first time this event had been held outside of the USA. I remember going to the show with my father and an old-time fancier, Reg Teeter. Reg was a good friend of our family and bred Old English game standards. He specialized in red piles and had many outstanding birds. I haven't come across any that would equal these piles since those days. Reg was a bachelor in his late 70s then, and I found him very interesting and used to spend a lot of time at his place. 
He hunted, trapped, and did a fair amount of fishing, which interested me a great deal. He had a large garden with many fruit trees he had planted over the years, and I remember a number of apple trees he'd grafted himself, and there were four or five varieties of apples on the same tree. The show was held in mid-July, and the weather was very warm. We stayed two or three nights at the old Norfolk Hotel in Simcoe, and our small room upstairs was like an oven. I could hardly believe my eyes when Reg piled into bed with a pair of heavy wool long johns on. There were a great number of fanciers at this show from both Canada and the USA. I will mention some of the Norfolk members and out-of-town fanciers in future articles. The APA president, Dr. Louis Ritzenkop of Oklahoma, and Vice President Harry Atkins of Iowa were in attendance, as well as many politicians and prominent citizens of Simcoe and surrounding area. They held a wonderful banquet and had many speeches and other entertainment. The Norfolk Club acquired a large local choir as part of it. They sang a number of songs during the evening, but their rendition of Oklahoma in honor of Dr. Ritzkop brought the crowd to its feet. It was a wonderful weekend, a class act from start to finish, and a credit to the dedicated members of the Norfolk Poultry and Pet Stock Association. It would be over 40 years before another APA national show was held in Canada when Sarnia Poultry and Pet Stock Association hosted a very successful and great show in 1993. I had a wonderful time at the 1950 show and got the opportunity to meet a great many prominent breeders and fanciers and for a kid of 16, I, could help, I couldn't help but think how fortunate I was. I met the great Russell Smith at this show. I had purchased birds from Russell, but ne- had never met him. Though I didn't realize it at the time, I had met a man who would become one of my closest friends, my idol, and a man who had a great influence on my life in the exhibition poultry world. If there is anything negative or a drawback from being a part of the poultry scene for so many years and meeting so many wonderful fanciers is the fact that every too often one is called to his or her reward. I could fill this page with names of acquaintances and friends who were once very active in the poultry circle and are no longer with us. Many of these went on to be very prominent breeders, exhibitors, judges, and producers of exhibition poultry, but a great number were just ordinary folks like most of us, folks who shared a common interest and enjoyed the sportsmanship and fellowship of this great hobby of ours. Although I'm not a very religious man by any means, I can't help but sometimes wonder what magnificent shows they would have in that great showroom in the sky. Thanks, William, for a great article on your life and the poultry fanciers. Now it is time to close up shop and head home for an evening with the family. Thank you and good night. <music>